Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name's Thomas. My name's Sean. And I'm Harvey Gladden. Yeah, welcome back to another episode. This week we are talking about Suspiria, which is a remake. Remake? From, or a, I thought you were going to say remix. Remix? <laughs> it's a, it's a, what year did the first Suspiria come out? Like 77? Yeah, 77. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is um, coming at you from director uh, Luca Guadagnino. He is the man behind... Did you practice that? That was pretty good. I just, you know, grew up around some Italian people. You know, so. Okay, okay. Hey. I don't know if you noticed, my, I did the finger thing when I said it. No, I didn't see that. I didn't do that. Uh, he's, the, he's the man behind uh, Call Me By Your Name from last year. Big hit. Everyone here at the uh, the table, I believe, enjoyed that movie quite a bit. I did not see it. I still haven't seen it yet. Oh, shit. Okay, we should, man. really should. Uh, after that, we have a topic this week. We're going to be talking about... Uh, we're going to be giving you our tips on how to survive horror movies this Halloween. I don't mean like survive watching them. I mean, if you do find yourself inside of one, this is what not to do to survive, right? Hide your kids. This is the <laughs> official Do the Right Film Horror Film Survival Guide. So stay tuned for that. I know there's going to be some valuable information for you all. Other than that, um, don't forget to check out uh, all of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, and, and get us a review on uh, iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. helps us uh, promote our podcast via iTunes. So, yes. Thank you if you could do that. I sound pretty desperate right now. You sound thirsty. I'll suck Very your thirsty. dick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in any event, Steve is not here also. Uh, and what I mean by not here, he's not on the podcast, but he's physically in the building. He's like 10 feet away from Yeah, he's us. in his room. We can't find him. <laughs> now he... Um, Steve, if you hear this, <laughs> we love you. He's not on the podcast, and it's it's a shame. And uh, I'm offended that he doesn't take this serious. Uh, he... <laughs> He, I mean, he has no reason not to be on the podcast, you know. He has like yeah. made up. We reasons, gave him every opportunity. Yeah, yeah. He didn't take one. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame, and he's right there. I just want, I just want the the listeners to to know. Yeah. Uh, how was everyone's week? Um, week was okay. Uh, Harvey and I went to go get some tacos, uh, midweek. Uh, spiciest tacos Harvey's ever had. Right, Harvey. <laughs> I've ever had. I, I mean, believe so. I, I would assume. Where do you, where do they rank on your hottest tacos? They're pretty ever hot. Um, they're probably the hottest tacos I've ever had too. Um, we uh we've been submitting our film to sh- uh, festivals, so that was exciting to get it out there. Um, there's some uh interesting things happening with that in terms of like submitting and waiting for approval. So the anticipation is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much it. I didn't do anything else. This was like ho- the weekend before Halloween. I stayed in, had a nice, pleasant night. Saw you guys went partying, so. A pleasant night? Yeah. Partying is one way to put it. Right. Yeah. Um, my week was pretty, uh, pretty chill for the most part. I just, uh, worked the typical stuff. Um, I have been thinking about those tacos a lot. They, uh. They're probably the hottest thing I've eaten in quite a long time. But um other than that, other than the exciting taco adventures, I didn't I didn't do much. Watched the movie that I think uh 
y'all are going to be interested in hearing about. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's not a Star is Born because you already saw that and reviewed it, so I'm very curious. Okay. Right, cool. How about your looking, week? Looking forward to hearing. Uh, my week was pretty good. Um, same old, same old, pretty slow. I was, you know, pretty much not doing much. So I did try to do this thing where I, I wanted to watch seven movies in a week. And I didn't do it. I've watched six, and I just couldn't get the seventh one in. It's just too hard. Um, but I did try, and I'd like to be able to do that every week, but that's just not the case sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I'll try to talk about a couple of the, the notable ones that I did watch this week. Um, and, yeah, the film that we uh, we shot is in festival, so we're looking forward to that. I believe we got into one festival already. Yeah, I think that one's happening April. Next April? Oh, yeah. I don't remember all the dates. That's the that's the problem with with the festivals, you know. The the deadlines for submission are so uh, early compared to Some of them to, are like a year before. Yeah, yeah. like there's <laughs> like the deadline will be like next week, yeah. but the event will be next summer. Uh-huh. And it's just the wait, like it's just ridiculous and then they have these really long waits to tell you if you got in or not. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I would imagine it's a very difficult uh, process and like organizing all of those like venues and stuff yeah. and probably there, a lot of work. There's also like the ones who like they they watch it and they give everyone a personal review. That's crazy to me. Like they must that have like crazy. 10 people. That's like, rare though. Yeah. Yeah, that is very rare. All right, cool. Other than that, didn't do much, man. Did go out last night um dressed up as a cultural appropriator for Halloween. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It is going to be Halloween right around when we uh, when we drop this episode. So yeah, happy Halloween for listening. Could you could you explain what you mean by a co- uh, cultural appropriator? <laughs> you just describe uh, what you were. <laughs> I wore a uh, a kung fu shirt and pants, and um, like if you ever seen like like those uh not buttons shirts, mm-hmm. you know, like martial law from Tekken, or like you've seen Jackie Chan wear them in some movies. Right. Um, the guy that we were we were talking about earlier in the week, David Carrigan. Oh yeah, I don't know why we were talking about David Car- Carrigan. We were talking about autoerotic fixation. What was his name? Carrad Carrigan or was it Carradine? Wait, David Carradine, right? The guy from uh, Kill Bill. That's so funny because I watched Kill Bill this week. Oh right? really? That's so weird. Yeah, that is weird. All right, that's very very serendipitous. <laughs> All right, cool. You guys want to discuss films? Yes. Do the right film. You yeah. lost the game last week. I did. Yeah. To Harvey. One of the my six movies I wanted to see, which I tried to see seven but failed, um, was the movie that I was assigned. You guys remember what it is? Red Belt. Red yeah, Belt. Red Belt. All right. So uh, how do you pronounce that, that guy's name? Chuwito Ejiofor. Is that I really believe. how you pronounce it, though? I know his first name is definitely pronounced Chuwito, but I think I thought it was Wesley like... Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. So Red Belt is a 2008 film starring uh, Chuwito Ejiofor. Uh, randomly, fucking Tim Allen. <laughs> it was really random. Emily right? Mortimer, Max Martini. You got Alice Braga. That's pretty much it. There's a bunch of other people. Uh, it's directed by, uh, written and directed by uh, David Mamet. And the synopsis goes as a fateful event leads to a job in the film business for a top mixed martial arts instructor, Mike Terry. Though he refuses to participate in prize bouts, circumstances conspire to force him to consider entering such a competition. 
which is weird because all right, let me talk about this movie. <laughs> uh, this movie is very strange. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Actually, I've never seen a movie like this. That's why. That's why I assigned it to you. <laughs> it's it's just a weird movie in the sense of like it feels like a like a noir film at times, and then like but like it's heavy on the drama, and uh, it, it's chock full of some good performances. I'd say some of the like supporting cast and performances aren't great in this movie. Um, but basically, it starts with Mike Terry, right? He's teaching his uh, his Brazilian jiu-jitsu, maybe? Is that what it is? Technically, what he's doing? You know, he's got some people in his class, including some uh, some police officers who go there to learn more self-defense combat. Um, Mike Terry, he's like a very stern, uh, charismatic instructor with full of like wisdom, and, and he's he really knows his shit. It's It's apparent. And he's very hard on his uh, his students, his pupils. Um, basically, he, he uh, the first scene is very good because he he's watching these two uh, students spar, right? And he he sees one like losing his 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 groove. He's getting tired. He doesn't like know what to do to get out of the submission, but he knows there's a way out, and he and he knows that he knows there's a way out. Um, so he shows them right afterwards he's like you got tired don't get tired you know let let the other guy get tired so some really good scenes with with like martial arts and stuff like that this is not a martial arts movie though <laughs> though it may appear as one and it's so funny because the um the synopsis makes it sound like it's going to be like a like blood sport right like he's forced to compete at the end of the movie but um I won't spoil anything, but that's not what this movie is, and that's not what everything's leading up to, really. There's just so much going on. Overall, I thought it was hard to follow in the sense that, like, just random shit kept happening, and I couldn't understand the importance of some characters at times. Uh, basically, like, a character would, would be in it, and I wouldn't see them for a while, and I would forget, like, what they were when they came back. Have you seen this movie, Sean? Yeah, long, long time ago. Yeah. Do you remember what your thoughts were on it? I remember really liking it. I remember like being a huge fan of uh I can't pronounce his name. Juidal? Yeah. I think that's probably the first movie I ever saw him in. Right. Okay. Um there's some like really good scenes in here. Like some of the scenes are great. There's a particular scene where this this girl is freaking out on him because something happened and she's grieving, I guess. On, on Mike Terry, and he's coming to the realization of, of what's going on in his life. But so much shit happens in, in this guy's life. I just, it's, it's insane to me how weird <laughs> everything occurs, and I think that made me not enjoy it that much. Uh, I still think it's a good movie with good scenes. Um, I'm just just a little shook, shooken up, shaken up. Does that sound weird to you guys? No. It's just a weird movie, man. It's like I I don't know what it is. I don't know what what to say about it. Um, but I'm glad I watched it. It's it's a like it feels like a genre of movie that I don't see a lot. Like these darker dramas like this that are almost like feel like neo noirs or something. But I don't know, which doesn't make any sense because there's lots of dialogue. So it's not quite like that. 
But I think just the overall mood kind of feels like that. Um, but overall, I'd probably give it a three out of five. Nice. Sorry to let you down, nice. Harvey. You didn't let me down. Um, yeah. No, but I mean, it was a good watch. It was interesting. Yeah. I don't really, I don't know, when I try to assign stuff, um, I don't know. I, You're not always giving out five out of five? No, it's about the movie being something I think that is interesting, usually. And I think this movie is really interesting. I think I like it a lot more than you do. Um, but it is a very strange movie. But it, it it feels, it's hard to explain. It feels like something that I don't really see very often anymore. It's a very, it's a weirdly made movie. And yeah, it, especially definitely. like genre-wise. And, but yeah, I like it. And yeah, it's like the first thing I ever saw Chiwetel in. And that dude is cool. Cool guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shit. Um, I guess I'll mention a couple other things I watched too. Uh, I don't know if you guys were dying to know about the movie from A24. There was a teaser and the teaser, all the teaser was for a while was this like tracking shot on Chance the Rapper putting his helmet on while he's sitting on a moped. Oh, a moped. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. You guys are aware of a movie called Slice? Yeah. I've saw it on like people posted on Instagram. I, know, I don't a think bit. I know what you're talking about. Really? Chance the Rapper's breakout role in the in the the film industry. No, <laughs> this exists. It's a twenty four too, but you probably haven't heard about it. And I'll tell you why you haven't heard about it. I think Insta- uh, I think Instagram is pushing it, if I'm not mistaken. Which is weird. I don't know why anyone would push this movie because it's not good at all. A twenty four is burying it, burying it, dude. <laughs> they don't want anyone to see it. It's so bad. It's really bad. What's it about? I have no idea. What's um, I don't remember to be honest. Uh, I would say it's it's like a stupid comedy horror movie. So, all right. Well, here's the synopsis. Uh, when a pizza delivery driver is murdered on the job, the city searches for someone to blame: ghosts, drug dealers, a disgraced werewolf. That's the synopsis. A disgraced werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I want to see this. <laughs> it's not good. I kind of do actually. I'm kind of intrigued now, dude. There's, it's like tried trying to be self-aware, and like there's a scene where this guy's eyes get all cartoony and googly. Um, but it does not work for me. And this is a terrible movie. Um, so how was Chance's performance? Not good. He's it's uh, fine, I guess, but not really, not good at all. Was he like the pizza delivery boy? Uh, nope. He's something else. I believe he delivers Chinese, actually. Okay. But, uh, oh, yeah, what, what's her face is in it? Uh, Zazzy Beats. I do like her. If you like her, you might like it, but she's not, not a huge role. It's just not good. I, like, I really wouldn't implore you to sit down and get through it. I didn't like it at all. Um, I also watched Kill Bill. This is a rewatch. I, I watched this movie back when... You watched when both? It, no, I just, I just didn't. I'll tell you why I didn't watch both. I um this is one of my least favorite Tarantino films. Uh I don't know if that's what other people think as well. Um but this movie I think was badass as hell when I was in my teens when it came out. Um I just don't know if it holds up for me personally. It was still it was still a, a masterfully shot and like good movie. Um, I just don't, I thought it would have more rewatch value all these years later. Did you watch it and miss the controversy? 
No, no. Yeah. I just was thinking about watching like a rewatching like a, a big scale movie again. Mm. Like something that iconic. I just kind of wanted to rewatch it. I saw it on Netflix and I just kind of, oh, I'll watch that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't enjoy as much as when I was uh, like 15. But um, I did watch Tag as well. So, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. You got some laughs out of it? I got some laughs out of it. How'd you watch it on Amazon? Uh yeah. I think I think uh Tappy watched it with me. She she thought it was it's cute. It's, it's a cute little little movie. It's um, simple. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's far inferior to Game Night. How still much have to uh, see that. how much screen time does uh Hannibal have? Quite a bit actually. Yeah, he does have quite a bit. Yeah, not he's yeah, they don't off. Okay. Yeah, he's Hannibal for sure. All right, I might watch it then. He's enjoyable. You know, he says some shit. You know, how he does his logic thing, you know, where he's uh He's always the smartest person. But not really. He's kind of, he's really dumb in this movie. The ending was weird, huh? Um, yeah. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> it was a fun, it was a, a fun movie to watch. Like, if I had to rate it, I'd probably give it like a two and a half or a three. Um, I think I gave it a two and a half. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, other than that, I feel like that's all I watched. Wait, I think you said six. Was that I six? did, but like... I just can't remember. Taps, what, what did we... Oh, 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 Patterson. Oh, I yeah. fucking watched oh, Patterson. Patterson. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. We talked <laughs> about Fuck, that I last love that night. movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, Patterson I watched. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast because um, Sean has seen it and so has Harvey. Uh, and you, I believe you assigned it to him, but Patterson's a good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. This is the Jim Jarmusch movie with, uh, Adam Driver and Google, Do you see a bit of your life in, in, in that world? I see. That's why I relate to that movie. I think everybody could. Yeah. Um, so basically Patterson. But for us, I would say a little bit more just because we're like, I would say not a starving artist, but like delusional and accepting. That makes any sense. I don't think I'm like Patterson at all, but like, I, yeah, I see the similarities in his life. Okay. Uh, but basically, Pat Patterson's a quiet observation, and that's exactly what this is, uh, of the triumphs and defeats of daily life along the poetry evident in its smallest details. Well, I don't even mention the characters in that. <clears throat> that's an interesting, like, ambiguous mm -hmm. uh, synopsis. But basically, it's about Patterson, New Jersey. Also about Patterson, the were, man. Were you just waiting for something bad to happen the entire time? Like something big or bad to happen? Yeah, yeah there, there's feeling. foreshadowing with the dog, too. And yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, I, I'm glad nothing bad happened because yeah. I once I found out what this movie was, it hit me, you know? So we're going through every day, right? It's a whole week, mon Monday to Monday or whatever, essentially. Um, and it it really is one of the most interesting fucking uh like looks at just the daily life and like he's the the kind of person that is super routine and you know he goes to the same bar every night and drinks a beer and uh I thought that was like just <laughs> so like the bartender's great you know his character is just you go there every night for five well, on the nights that he works or the days that he works so there's five scenes in the bar. <laughs> like you go there every day of the week, and um, 
they're all great and there's always just like nothing's really happening but a lot's really happening at the same time um and it's just like this this magnifying glass to daily life and uh this i see a lot of like yeah like with their relationship i see a yeah. lot of me and taffy's relationship too in there same and it's i see uh, you guys relationship in there chill <laughs> just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no, I think everybody can pull I, I, a little I, bit out I, of this. I saw the same with my relationship as well. Yeah, you, everyone can pull a little bit out of this. And, like, basically, um, there's these, like, sequences where he's on the bus every day. He drives a bus around Patterson, New Jersey. And he, uh, he, he eavesdrops on, like, the people sitting closest to him as he's driving. And he's just intaking these perspectives and not, he's not butting in or anything. He's just kind of smirking to himself. Um, and he's the kind of person to pull influence from the world around him and put it into his poetry. Um, obviously, he's a little insecure and has problems with, with that. But uh, overall, I really, really like this movie. It's awesome. Yeah. Not, not a perfect movie, I guess, but I don't know. Couldn't couldn't tell you any flaws or anything. I, just, I love how it's fucking like, just written, too. You get, like, Patterson and... Uh, and uh, like his day to day and his story, but like in the backdrop, like in the in the world, you also get like these characters, like in the bars and shit, and like the relationship between yeah. like the guy and the Everett. girl. Yeah. yeah, I liked Everett. He was yeah. not, he was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. that that was done so fucking well, and it was so interesting. Yeah. Man, I love Jarmusch. Yeah, he's incredible. His next movie is gonna be amazing. He's What's doing it? a zombie comedy with uh, Adam Driver and Bill Murray. Really? It's gonna be great. Wow. Overall, I'd probably give it a four and a half, man. Nice. It's a nice, good one. Nice. It's a good one. I feel like that's all I watch, right? How many did I go through? Five. Yeah. So six with Suspiria. Nice. That's it for me. Cool. How are you going next? Okay. Um, I might. I may have hyped uh, <laughs> this movie up a little bit. It's not. Oh shit! It's not anything that that special, I guess. Um, Why would you do that? I don't know. It felt like something to do at the time. All right. What did you Reel say? the people in. Reel us in. Nice bait and switch. Yeah. Top five of the year? I watched a movie called uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? It was the, directed by Mario oh, Heller. This is uh, the Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Playing like a role that's not fat girl jokes? It, yeah. Uh, that <laughs> That is part of what turned me on to this movie, if I'm honest. You just see her doing all these uh, stupid physical comedy movies, and uh, I think she is kind of oversaturated the comedy market with that stuff. It's getting a bit annoying, but uh, this looks interesting. She actually plays a character. Um, stars her, Richard E. Grant, um, a couple other people in it that you may recognize, Jane Curtin. Uh, here's the synopsis. When best-selling celebrity bio- biographer Leah Israel is no longer able to get published because she has fallen out of step with current taste, she turns to her, her art form to she turns her art form to deception. Uh, yeah. So. All right, she's you, like doing some sort of fraud in the trailer or something. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, so basically, this movie follows uh, Lee Israel. It's based on a true story as well, which is kind of interesting. And uh, the woman actually wrote a book called Can You Ever Forgive Me? And uh, the movie was adapted from that. Um, Leah's Rose is a, a biographer for the most part. She's a very good writer, and the movie definitely 
makes you think so and um and everyone around her thinks she's a great writer problem is she's a pretty terrible person and she has these uh antisocial tendencies and consequently now she can't really get work or get her uh ideas to her to her uh, publisher because no one really wants to deal with her anymore so she's sort of uh having trouble paying her rent and um her cat is sick and she can't afford to uh take her cat to the vet because she has no money and um she also has like a pretty uh pretty bad alcohol habit too she's she's definitely an alcoholic and trying to support that while juggling all these other things it's it's not going too well for her so uh out of desperation basically she realizes that she can make money by fabricating letters from uh prominent authors um she like steals a uh a letter that she found from from the library that was in a book by I think it was like Fanny Fanny May or I don't know McPhee? No, it was like an <laughs> it was an old like a silent era actress and uh you're not supposed to take that stuff from the library obviously and uh she sell, she sells it and she realizes that yeah she Would can you do it? Uh no. No. That's you wouldn't commit fraud? No. <laughs> um so yeah, she turns this like into this very elaborate and complex scam. She like buys multiple typewriters to to mimic certain typefaces and she has them all like spread out in her house and she's she's creating all these different methods and tactics to fool uh fool like the, the, the buyers and um the people at the auctions. She's like fucking she's putting like paper in the oven and stuff to give it like that old and dried out and crispy fucking feel. Um but yeah, obviously it all goes very bad for her. Um I like that this movie it, it focuses it focuses a lot on the character and it functions as like a character character study for the most part. Um you you see this this woman that's a really amazing author and sort of what she's been reduced to, which is uh trying to push her her new biography on like uh Yves Saint Laurent or or some other um weird clothing icon and and it, it it bothers her to a degree, but she's in that position because she is not a very tolerable person, but she deeply feels that her her writing and, and her art should be enough to to support her and, and um and make her tolerable for people, if that makes sense. Um she doesn't believe that she should have to be a, a great person to make money off of her art. And um, I think it's definitely the best role that I've seen Melissa McCarthy in so far. I'm having trouble to even think of another uh, serious dramatic role that she's done, but um, she, she, she did a solid job in this and um, the supporting actor, uh, Richard E. Grant, he plays like her friend. He, did a really amazing job as um as, as as sort of her like flunky he's this uh he's this very charismatic and um and problematic dude th- that that comes into her life and he he also is very lonely and um sort of desperate at this point in his, his life for 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 like a relationship or a meaning to to even keep going and I think they provide that for each other. It's a really interesting dynamic between the two. Um 
it, this is a, a really ch- charming movie and it's a very easy movie uh if that makes sense you know those movies that uh that, that just aren't difficult to watch at all and they go just sort smooth. of yeah it goes down smooth like a 20 year old whiskey or some shit it's a it's it's just a pleasant movie um i think that it could have been more compelling in terms of um in terms of uh like the plot and um and you know, like using like the pacing and and um sort of like the cat and mouse element that this movie has with her trying to evade uh evade uh, like authorities and getting caught and things like that i think it could have been more ten- intense and and uh built more tension i think that would have i think that would have made it more compelling especially in like the the later acts um but yeah overall it's solid i'm somewhere between like a three and a half and a four i'll give it a light four just for the fuck of it damn a light four top top five of the year no i'm just kidding that's a good uh that's i mean review headline i mean i feel like uh, fuck out of it you didn't inspire me to go out to the theater and see it i mean but yeah you know if it pops up on amazon yeah. I, watch I think it's worth a I think it's worth a, a watch on Amazon. Yeah. It's worth a it. rental. Cool. I don't cool. have anything else. Ooh. Slow week for you, man. Same here. Oh, and you watch two two ooh, films. Ooh, what's going on here? <laughs> it's been a busy week, all right? Has it? Like, there's a, there's, no, not that you said bad. otherwise. When you, you know what? I've I been asked. watching a lot of television. Oh T V shows and that's the exact the horror uh T V show? No. No wait. No, I haven't been watching that. Watching other stuff, um, but I did squeeze in two films. Um, I did get to watch Damsel. Ooh, uh, Damsel is a Western Bo- film. Bobby P's in this. Yep, our boy Robert Pattinson. I just started calling him that. Miel Wachowska, <laughs> and it's directed by David Zellner, who's best known for Kumiko, the Treasure Hunter. Yes, which I adore. Yeah, it's, I that's adore a good that film. Movie. Not a style there. Um, I was pretty uh, excited for this movie. Um, but you know what? It doesn't hold up. (laughs) It doesn't hold up (laughs) in my mind. (laughs) It's only been out. Um, expectations. This movie is, I'm pretty lukewarm with this film. Uh, it's a very, very odd movie. Something that I probably haven't seen in my life before. Uh, I think the trailer kind of tricks you into thinking that it's a typical romantic Western comedy, but, uh, it's a little bit like that, but it's way too oddball. It's hard to describe without telling you specific uh, moments and scenes in this film. But um, it's a surprising movie. There's a lot of twists and turns like every 10 minutes. Um, it does remind me a lot of, uh, what's that movie? Slow West. It has that um, that st- that uh, style of capturing what's in a very different manner, very slow. Like romanticizing like the... Yeah, it's almost like a parody of westerns in a way. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, it's a very odd movie. I, I I almost want you guys to watch it just so you can see what the fuck I'm talking about. It's very very strange. I've seen like some uh, some shots of like the like the coast and shit, and it looks amazing. Yeah, like the Oregon. Mm-hmm. It, it was beautiful. There was some really good cinematography in the film. Um, this movie actually reminds me a lot of a pl- uh, of a play. Most of the scenes takes place. There's probably like three scenes in in total, like three long scenes. Um, the characters are interesting. The plot is pretty, like I said, lukewarm. Um, 
I probably will never rewatch this movie, but it was like one of those like early Sunday morning watches, and like you said, it just went down easy. But for the most part, I was a bit disappointed towards the. I feel like I was disappointed halfway through, and it doesn't really pick up after that. Um, Robert Patterson. Did it just get boring? It's pretty boring. Robert Patterson doesn't have a bit as a big role as I thought he would. Um, Mia Wickhouse actually has a huge role in this movie, surprisingly. Um, and that's about it. I think Kumiko is a better film from him, if I'm being honest. I would give this a uh, two and a half out of five. Ooh, hated it. Uh, very middle of the road. I would not recommend to everyone. This movie takes um, patience. I would say more patience than Suspiria, in my opinion. Um, for the mainstream audience, I would say. Uh, Ooh, the the that's, second that's movie a... that I watch is the original Suspiria. Uh, I had never seen it, but uh, I'll go into it while we're talking about the main review. You know, I've never seen it either. Still, I've actually seen uh, like long clips of it, like on YouTube and like reviews, review essay videos and shit. But I never seen the whole film. I really wish I had saw it. I I really wanted some frame of reference, but I decided to go the the other route and just like take Online. it in as a new film, and then like maybe go back and watch that and see how it compares. Mm-hmm. But I'll I've... talk about it briefly while we're doing the main review. Cool. And I guess that's it. So we can go yeah, through Yeah, flying through this. Yes. Yeah, you guys, are, the listeners are going to love us. We're going to get it all in on one, one ride to work. Okay. <laughs> all right. You can listen to a new podcast on your ride home from work now. Or music. You know, I'm a podcast on the way there, music on the way back kind of guy. You know, I like podcasts and... Uh... In the morning, because they're uh, yeah, the music boring. is too jarring. It's too much. Yeah. I do. I I listen to podcasts while I'm doing chores, like if I'm feeding the cats or like changing the litter. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. them on the train and shit. Mm-hmm. I get to tune out all the crazy homeless people screaming at me. Nice. I guess we can move along, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about uh, Suspiria. Here's a clip. <laughs> she didn't trust you because you're hypocrites. Can we take Olga to our room, please, Tana? No, Miss Tana! Call Olga a cop! She's had enough. And is going to pack your things and get the fuck out from this box of rabies! Suspirio. A darkness swirls at the center of a world-renowned dance company, one that will engulf the artistic director, an ambitious young dancer, and a grieving psychotherapist. So, ooh, this is a long one. I'm going to have to tap to keep going. She said. Some will succumb to the nightmare. Others will finally wake up. This is, uh, as mentioned before, a remake of a 1977 film. Um, this is coming at us from... Uh, Luca Guadagnino, uh, written by, who do we got here? David Kajganish. David Gordon Green? No, no, not not that David. No, but he did. He wrote the first version. Uh, Oh, the script, yeah. He was supposed to direct it. Wait, it says the characters are based on Dario Argento and um, Daria. Well, those are the, the filmmakers from the first film. Right. Okay, that's weird. Uh, anyways... It's starring uh, Dakota Johnson, Tilda Swinton. You got... Um, I really hate how they arrange the actors on IMDb. Isn't it weird? It's top build, right? It's not, though. Cause, like, it's supposed to be. Yeah, but like 
people on there aren't top build. Um, IMDb or Letterbox. IMDb. Oh. And uh, we also have uh, Chloe Grace Moritz, which was she was kind of unrecognizable in this. Did not look like her at all. She um, had like a lot of hair in her face, and then the other stuff. Right. Yeah. But anyways, uh, that's it for for cast mainly. There's more, but <laughs> what did you guys think? Who wants to go first? You go first. I have uh, no notes. <laughs> I have none no notes us, either. None of us have notes. Um. Okay. Uh, I saw the first one a really long time ago. Um, in college actually, I I, I basically remembered what it was about, and um, this is very interesting. So, Dakota Johnson plays uh Susie Banyan. She's a an American girl, and uh, I believe she comes from Ohio. Ohio. And she's always had lifelong uh, dreams to go to Berlin and dance in this, uh, I suppose, relatively famous and renowned uh, dance company. I guess that's what they call them, right? Like a dance company. Mm -hmm. Um, So her mother gets very sick and she travels there to Berlin and uh, decides that she's going to do it. And she has to audition. And it's very unusual that she's even that she's even getting like an an audition because she's not like a formally trained uh ballet dancer. She is um I believe for the most part she's self-taught, I believe, and um she hasn't had very very much uh formal training and she somehow gets in and um stories start to swirl and um she finds herself in the, in a situation that could be uh, deadly, I suppose. Um, there's these rumors and these stories about a, a girl that used to dance there named Patricia, and that's who Chloe Grace Moretz played. Um, and there were many, many are speculating that Patricia didn't trust the, uh, the women that run the, the dance company and accused them of being witches and, and all of this, uh, occult stuff and and uh yeah so Susie doesn't really know anything about this uh prior to going there but when she when she does find out about about all of it she notices strange occurrences starting happening to her um she starts sleeping funny things like that and and this movie is really interesting too because right alongside that you have uh another story that kind of parallels with this one and that's where the doctor comes in Dr. Yosef he was seeing uh, Patricia. Uh, he's a psychotherapist, and he was seeing her because of these these things that she's claiming to to have hap- happened at the uh, at the dance company. And he's trying to determine whether or not they're uh, uh, delusions and if she's psychotic. And but when she disappears, he starts to think that maybe there's some weight to this story. And then he he begins to investigate the dance company and the things that are happening there. And that's when his story sort of clashes with, with Susie's. Um, I found a lot of this movie to be underwhelming. Um, I think it, I think it presents some really, really like unsettling ideas and, and like some very definitely like horror, horror elements. 
but there's just this problem I think it has like with capitalizing on on those scares and and on the tension that it builds um and I think it differs from the first one uh very much like in in, in that degree at least um I remember feeling dread and and and, and terror in in the in the first one I don't have those same feelings with this and I think there's either a problem with the the way it's paced or 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 just the way the these uh like these horror elements are presented um yeah that's all I want to say for right now I got you um this one I would I would say like you said it's very different than first I would say this one's more or less a reimagining of the original Suspiria Whereas the first one, like I said, I, I watched it uh, this week. Uh, it's different in style. This one, the this um, Guaranigos, what is his name? Guaranino. Guaraninos. It's it's very artistic. It it touches on surrealism. It's very heavy on the occult, and there's a lot of mystery that surrounds what's going on with the company. Whereas the first, we're kind of guided through the eyes of um, Susie, and we have a lot of interactions with the other dancers and it's just a, it's an easy watch compared to this one. Um, I won't mention some stuff that happens in the first, if you haven't seen yet, uh, because there's probably some spoilers in here as well. Um, stylistically, I did appreciate this one a little bit more. I do like the music. I would say the music for, for sure. I liked a lot more in this one, uh, in terms of pace, the first one is it's much superior. This one, I think that it it meanders too much in service of style versus plot. It does that a lot, like a lot. Yeah, what I do enjoy a lot from this one is the story of the old man, and I do that. The, uh, it's very that story is not in the first one at all, um, but uh, I think they do play it well in this one. I think that if the story is a little bit more centralized with his character in this story, it would have made for a much better film. Um. And I would say I was not a fan of the ending at all. I, I like the original ending much more. Um, but there's a lot of like cons and pros with this one that that I'm kind of torn on whether I liked it or hated it. Somewhere in the middle at the moment, if that makes any sense. Ooh, whoa, yeah. hot takes. Well, fuck. I mean, your whole review you're kind of comparing it to the original. So yeah, I guess that throws my review for a loop because mine's going to be different. I'm going to be comparing it to nothing except just my overall enjoyment while I was in the theater. Um, I, w- I do want to check it out, though. I am curious. I should have watched it, but I fucked up. Um, I also want to watch all the stars borns, too. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not really comparing it to the to the first right, right, in right. terms of just... Now, I get what you're saying, yeah, though, but like it, is a, it is a horror movie, kind of, and I... You're saying it lacks some of that dread and terror for you, uh, which I think is important. Um, I I actually like this movie a lot. I think oh, I liked it in the, in the sense that it, it kind of felt like um, weird. It was like a, a mix of, of some films that I've seen in the last like couple years or so. Um, I think one being Hereditary, which I'll start by saying I like Hereditary a lot more. Um, but I think like in the terms of like when there are scary and, and, and 
suspenseful, weird shit happening. I wouldn't even say it's suspenseful. It's it's mostly um, mm-hmm. it's just creepy, and I and I like the creepy stuff in this movie. I think it worked really well on the yeah. eyes for me. For me, all of that stuff is too sparse. And it's a, it's a slow crawl to something that's supposed to be grand. And once we get there, I feel like it wasn't really earned. Uh, because of like the the parallel plot that Harvey mentioned. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on with the company. And I don't feel like it quite adds up to like a very tight film. Yeah. I think that he focused a little bit too much on like replicating some sort of style mm-hmm. from other genres and other films. Yeah, that I suppose so. We lose a lot of the plot along the way and a lot of the tension. Yeah, kind of. Um, but I do like the music a lot in this one. Yeah. Um, like I said, and I do like the cinematography. The cinematography is actually much different than the first as well. I forgot to but mention that. But that's also a stylistic choice that I think that he was trying to replicate from other horrors, not the original Suspiria itself. Yeah, I actually love the cinematography in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was beautiful in the eyes, like these weird swing arounds and then zoom ins. Like I thought it was really, really fucking mm-hmm. cool. Um. And I just think visually, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think I was compelled by most of the scenes. Like, I get what you're saying, like, if you're looking for, like, the buildup. But I honestly didn't know where the movie was going. Um, so I wasn't expecting much of a buildup. In the sense of, like, almost like um, a lot of people don't like the ending to Hereditary as well. Which I, I actually enjoyed. Like, I, I don't mind um, that that route. And it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, some Yurgos Lanthimos stuff, too, in there. The, just to how slow it, the and awkwardly the movie crawled. Um, and it's a six-act movie, you know, in an epilogue, so they say in the beginning. Um, is it presented that way in the the original? No. They don't do that six-act no. thing? Well, the original is only an hour and 30 minutes. Oh, shit. That's weird. They've yeah. added an entire hour. 45 minutes or so, yeah. It's a, it's, I think it's a whole hour. Is it? Oh. Yeah, two hours and 30. Um, but, yeah, overall, I think I, I liked it. I I can't really explain like I um, think I'm leaning towards more liking it. Yeah. But it's not a movie that I would re- revisit anytime soon. There, there was a couple times where I got chills. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think some of the There's, scenes I think just the, really the, work. The the chill, for me uh the dance se- sequence towards the end. I would say in this one they the dance sequences are much uh more grand whereas the first one uh, well first of all the first one deals with ballet. This one's like contemporary art. Right. And I like that much more. And they capitalize on like the shooting of the dance sequences in, in whole. And it builds on tension. Whereas the first one, they don't use dancing to build any tension at all. It's just a backdrop for a story. Okay. But I do like that in this one much more. Yeah. Well, as I was going to say, there's there's that particular first sign of horror. Mm-hmm. Is um, I think the first sign of horror is that, that scene where the, the one girl's in one room. And then the main character's in one room. She's dancing and things are happening. I, I really enjoyed that. It made me cringe. Um, I just overall, I I usually don't like slow movies like this, pace like this, but um, it kept me wondering what was going to happen next quite a bit, and I think each individual scene that happens is a lot of fun. Just her like first auditioning, I really enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoyed that scene I just mentioned a second ago. Um, the creepy shit in the end, the special effects. I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's really all I can say. I'd I'd like to watch the original to have some some background knowledge, but 
I think I think there was some fun shit here. I was having fun. <laughs> yeah, there were. It, it was slow. But there, it was I feel like there was like fun. thirty minutes that could have gone. Maybe. You're right. I I found myself like kind of like uh, stretching a little bit because the movie's running mm. very very long. Um, so I'm sure there's some fat that could be trimmed out of this movie. Um, but I'm just glad that it consistently stayed how I wanted it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't, like, drop off at the end for me. Like, it, it was just, like, one note of enjoyment for me. Nice, nice. Yeah. I do, like, I love I love stories that takes place, like, 85% in the rain. I love, like, stories yeah. with the rain. I, I just like their um, the shot, set design, the too. The shots in the snow were... Yeah, they were great. It made me. I like I like drabby looking sets, and I like buildings and cities that look like decrepit. Yeah, especially like in the horror uh, horror scene. I like the grittiness too of like the the dancers and like how they're just how they made Dakota Johnson like where the like they had a shot of her feet. Her feet were all dirty. Mm -hmm. I thought that was like a nice touch, and like it's like this weird mix of like sex appeal versus like realism where. Like you can see, like her, like see, like really, like revealing, like mm-hmm. outfit, and like yeah. I feel like some of those scenes were the sex appeal was added in there on purpose right. to juxtapose against the the you know creepy grossness of it all. I think thinking about it, I think one of the main criticisms I have, if I had to choose one, was that we don't really get to latch onto one main central character to have like any compassion for them towards the end or like, whatever uh whatever happens in the end we don't really feel anything for anyone in particular I'll agree with you there I think the main characters um yeah that's the one big flaw that keeps us away from like one star for me mm-hmm. is uh yeah you don't feel her transformation much I think that there is someone in there that we do Try to uh, we do get some uh, emotions from. It's kind of a spoiler, but it, I think it was far too late for me. Perhaps, yeah. I think that that build up was a little too far in the end. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it definitely needed something there. It needed some sort of like um, w- they needed to ground one of the characters, and they and they never did, and especially. Dakota Johnson's character, Susan, Susie. I feel like um, I wanted more of a a moment or something, you know, like a like a Breaking Bad kind of thing. Yeah, some sort of transformation. Hmm. Anything else? Hmm. Not really. Um. I don't know. I think. Uh, those dance sequences were great, though. The, the dance they sequences were. are great. I read that she uh, she spent two years da- learning how to dance uh, for this film, training two hours a day. Jesus Christ. That's a long time. Must what, be nice to have what, the time. What's she doing? <laughs> what else is she, she, she doing? Uh, apparently, she would uh, train in between scenes um, of Fifty Shades of Grey. She's pretty weird. Yeah. Really? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm just doing this for the money, but mm-hmm. my passion is in this Suspiria remake. I I like the dance sequences a lot too. I like that there's no, uh, I like the sound design in those scenes, and I like that there's no music. Um, when she auditions, she goes to put on a tape, and they tell her no, uh, no music, and you can hear like the breathing. Yeah, the breathing yeah. I think really is like a really nice touch, and it sets up like that atmosphere, that horror atmosphere. The 
I think my problem with it is uh, at the moments that I'm supposed to feel really feel like the the terror and the creepiness of of this story and the and what's happening. I I don't really get there. Um, I feel like we never get there. Yeah, there is. I think that look the scene that Shoma mentioned. That's that's where it ends in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I was hoping for more yeah. of that stuff actually. And yeah, even like this, the the stuff that comes later too. I don't know. You said you got chills at one point, but yeah, it, it did, didn't it didn't do that for me. And I think I think just visually, like I don't yeah. think I was scared for the yeah, characters. I, yeah, I, know, I, know I was just creep the fuck out. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like a haunted yeah. house. But yeah, I didn't even I didn't even get that. But I did appreciate sort of just the design and uh, of what I was seeing, like the 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 scenes and the. Like in the in the academy or whatever in the in the company and uh, like the the shots, it's so it's so well done. Um, but yeah, it's the it's like that that horror that that the terror at the core of this that it that never really gets yeah. there for me. Let's let, in comparison for sake. Let's say Hereditary. You mentioned that that movie. I would say it's along the lines of building on like tension and like emotions from characters. And it's a mm. e- every act has a good payoff, and it builds to something. Yeah, this one, it, the payoff is far too sparse in every act. I would say, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why Hereditary is, is probably going to be in my top ten of the year, and this is mm. not. Um, but yeah, basically, like I said, that that comes to um, what I said earlier with one of the 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 main flaws that keeps us from being like an amazing movie is the. You don't feel the transformation. There's, you don't feel the stakes involved. Therefore, you don't feel any tension mm-hmm. as much. So, yeah, I didn't feel any tension in this. I just think it was a showcase of creepiness yeah. um, at times. Which I guess you could say it fails on that as a movie, but I just enjoyed the creepiness so much that I'm yeah, I, overall I like the movie. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Like I said, I overall liked it too. Yeah, on the yeah, like, on like well, an especially end. visually. Visually, this is yeah, it was a treat. It's really nice. Visually, it is sound. The sound design's yeah, great. Yeah. Some is amazing. Set design's great. Um, there's some different things in there that we haven't seen in a while, like the uh, tension of like her jumping. I was just thinking like the, of that. Like the, the, the jumping, bones cracking, things like that. Yeah. Mm. The first one lacked. I mean, the first one wasn't wasn't trying to be anything like that. It was just a horror movie that we're following this character as she's navigating through this company and trying to unsolve or solve this mystery of all these deaths of all these dancers. Yeah. And the, the director definitely did do a really nice job of creating like a creepy atmosphere too. Cause even the, the dancing after a while, it becomes, uh, it becomes kind of cringy and you're, you're expecting, um, Something just dreadful. You know what happen. I didn't know? Maybe I'm an idiot, but uh, I didn't know Tilda Swinton played three characters. Did you guys know that? No. She, she played the old man. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that until after the Wait, movie. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> she the played fuck? the old man and one of the and also one of the mothers. You're yeah. kidding? I didn't know that. She did it such a great job that you didn't know she was a fucking man. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's worth. You something. didn't know that either. I thought I was the only one. That's worth something. Right there. Yeah. I think uh, I I could tell something was off because you can tell. Yeah, that I was like, pros- okay. No, prosthesis. I thought it was a younger man. Yeah. I, an I, old man. I would say his he sounded a little feminine, a little bit. I think that was ADR. Could have been, but I but like I was like, okay, this is a young guy playing an old man because the prosthetics look weird. He looked like Jackass, like Johnny Knoxville and 
bad grandpa. He looked like uh, <laughs> the guy that was in Prometheus. And it's not a spoiler, by the way, because it's built as her. Interesting. She she fooled me. Yeah. Wow. It's makeup, man. But it's also just like her mannerisms. Yeah. She walked the, like the, the, the walk, like the old man walk is great. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like the, the commitment. Mm-hmm. What, what else she, is there to mention? What, what's she, the thought process behind that? It's uh, like she's uh, becoming a regular uh, Martin Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> she's the white British Big Martin Mama. Lawrence. <laughs> well, Eddie Murphy has done it a lot too, actually. But uh, this is different though because this is not played for laughs. Yeah. <laughs> so it, that's weird though. What's the thought process behind that? Like, why not cast an Money? old man? She's like, I want to get paid hey, for like, two we roles. Don't have, we don't have enough budget for two more roles. That's insane to me. She just she's seeing if she could do it. I don't maybe, know. That's maybe that's insane. Wow. All right. It is impressive, if anything. Yeah. I don't know if, if there's no practical reason for it. Then it is. It is impressive. Yeah. But it seems like showing off, kind of, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right, Tilda. We get it. You can fucking act. Jerk. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts. I, I guess we already did. I guess Raiden's. Those are my final thoughts. Yeah. Raiden's trouble? Solid. For me? You want my rating? Yeah, why not? Mm. You never go first. Mm. I'm probably looking at a light four right now. Okay. I yeah. can see that. Harvey? I'm probably at a three and a half. You know what? I'm a three and a half too. Like a heavy <laughs> three and a half. What did you say like that? We're, we're going to get destroyed on Letterboxd. This is like fives for me. You know what? <laughs> Really? Yeah. Oh, it's all I can see that. I read a review on Letterboxd. Wasn't no, it was actually some website. It was like, oh, this movie could have been much better with a female director. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, Letterbox is brutal. But it was a man. <laughs> yeah, but it's just that it wasn't Letterboxd that, though. Ugh. I know oh, Letterbox is brutal, but Wow. That's, okay. a, that's a weird position. It's pretty low rated yeah. on IMDb, but IMDb is the, yeah, I believe I, the review is like um, IMDb's for suckers. We do need uh, all female horror movies, but we need them from women directors. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, a man can't make a movie with females? There's no written rules anywhere. It's just like it's so fucking stupid. It's not like that. To me, that's overreaching because you shouldn't go out of your way and like turn down good movies because they're directed by men because your marketing uh, can sell female. It's, uh, yeah, but it's you, also, should you should always be looking for both. You should I don't always feel be... like anyone should be pre-allocating like who has to, who directs what and for what reason. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Like I would, I would watch a female art, directed art movie art. about a guy, you have an idea, make it. a guy's dick. Like, yeah. you know, like, wait, what? I don't know. I was just trying to think of the, the manliest perspective that you could get in a movie, having a dick, and I would watch it even if it was fucking directed by a female who's never had a dick. Listen, women are great and all, but <laughs> that's a great sentence starter. The butt. Listen, Taffy. Women are great and all, but right on your gravestone. <laughs> Here lies Sean Deerstern. I think uh, that's that's insane to me, man. All right, like let's people, move along before people, we get uh, controversial. Yeah, let's do it. I can feel you creeping up on it. Me? <laughs> yeah, it annoys me when people do I that. I feel shit. you going there. About to no. pull off the Trump hat and yeah. put it on. Trump hat. Relax. 
Make America male. You guys vote? No. Yeah. I can. They'll find me that way. That's true. Damn. You're not going to contribute to our our children's future? It don't matter. It kind of does. Voting doesn't matter. Like, you never know that, though. You never know, like, what shitty politicians we've had in the past that led us to be such a shitty country. Like, there's a chance that we might have been a better country. You know? Yeah, Could have been. Like, what if we never had Reagan and Nixon? And, <laughs> right? You can far back. All right. Are there no, any big I'm, releases next week? But I'm saying, though. Um, there is, actually. There's something I'm looking forward to. What is it? Yeah, I'm checking right now. I remember talking about it last I, week. All right. So, next week, we're going to pick a movie. Um, I would say our choices are... We got Bohemian Rhapsody is the big one. Fuck no. Hell no. You guys don't want to see it? Hell no. Hell it's no. Tra- it looks, it tra- looks like somebody's like, okay, you've seen every biopic ever made. Okay, make another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sold on uh, that Freddie Mercury. You ever see... Uh, we should do something completely different. We should do uh, Nobody's Fool. What, what? Is that the... Tiffany Haddish? Oh. Uh, no. Jeez. I, I don't care. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Don't you want to rip? Uh, let's go see Bohemian Rhapsody in IMAX. It might be good, but fuck prosthetics, I re- man. I remember a while ago. I want to walk up to him, rip that mustache off. A while ago, someone made this uh, AI program that that made a movie trailer from like uh, it, it, it like fed it a bunch. They fed it a bunch of uh, trailers and it like made its own movie trailer. And I feel like Bohemian Rhapsody is like a like an AI yeah. made fucking. You could take bio, like Walk the Line. Pick. You could take. Right. It looks like the most formulaic fucking shit I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even watched it. I'm like, shit. Beautiful Boy comes out. And Boy Erase is limited. Didn't Beautiful Boy already come out? I guess a wide release. Oh, really? Boy Erased. All these boy movies. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> I'm not watching any of these movies. I don't want it. I think we should do the Tiffany Haddish movie. Mm. Get that Get that audience in. That audience? <laughs> Who's that audience? Sean? Um, black females. Black females? <laughs> that's that's who watches that movie? I mean... Can you confirm, Harvey? What are we watching? <laughs> I mean, I thought I would, there was a big release. I would say Bohemian Rhapsody is the big I'm release. Not. That's a big release. The Nutcracker. T- t- TBD? The Nutcracker? I don't know what Boy that is. Boy Race. We could do Eminem's movie. No. <laughs> a hard nah. From, we could do a from documentary Harvey. searching for Igmar Bergman. Uh, my vote's on Bohemian Rhapsody. What's out right now that we missed? Mm. Something newish, relevant? I think we already saw it. Would have already saw it. Mid-90s get a wide release. Eh, we already did the review. Me and Harvey. All right, TBD. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get because we also have to ask Steve, I guess. No, we don't. Sure, we don't get that privilege. He's he's uh, in the room he, next he, to he, us. He listen, lost, he lost the vote. In fact, I say he automatically lost the game this week. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna maybe see Bohemian Rhapsody. Cool. All right, cool. You guys want to move on to our topic? Yeah. All right, let's do it. So this is the official uh, do the right film horror movie survival guide. You forgot to say comprehensive. Comprehensive horror movie survival guide. 
we're uh, we're gonna give you our best tips for um, surviving those cliche horror movies where everyone dies because they're dumb. And uh, I just think there are things you could do to prevent your death and um, ways around stuff like that. Uh, I gotta give a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. This is only for uh, like practical real life situations. Uh, slasher like slasher films. Uh, you not, know, kill, not kill the those. supernatural. No, we can't protect you from like supernatural shit or aliens or monsters. You can though. Well, actually, I can. I can kind of cover monsters. Yeah, aliens aren't exactly like they don't exist in another plane of existence. So, I mean, you could technically get away from a killer alien. I don't know. I mean, what if they're not that good? You know. TBD. Okay. Who wants to go first? What what tips you got for us? Wait, so what's the scenario? It's a, it's just a scenario own? like um like horror movies, mo- not including the supernatural where like you don't have control over it. Nothing with the occult, nothing supernatural. Yeah. Mostly like typical slasher shit or hunt hunting you or things like that or it could even be like if you have some tips to get out of the saw room. There's a big man with a ponytail on a chainsaw chasing you, Sean, in the woods. What do you do? Um, hunting your friends. Do I don't have any powers or anything. No, you don't have any powers. <laughs> what? You and your friends in the cabin. How do you stop? Okay, first of all, I'll gather all of us. I'll throw out the alcohol because probably that's probably step one. Don't drink any alcohol. Uh, in horror movies, you see a lot of people hanging out in cabins and drinking and partying. They, they make dumb decisions yeah. after drinking alcohol. Uh, they go upstairs. One of them have sex. You you see a sex scene, so don't have sex. Um, so I, I would say keep a clear head. That's don't number have sex? one. Yeah, keep a clear head. Clear head. That's tip number one. Yeah, keep a clear head. Don't drink. Don't do drugs or weed or whatever you guys do. So that's my first tip. Anyone else? Um, I just have two tips. What's that? Uh, I think I wrote one down. I can't remember what I actually said. Basically, um, I think some people... All right, so in a nutshell, don't be the hero. Don't be the hero. If if your child or your family member is going to put you at risk of dying, you're just going to have to let it go. Right. You just got to have to let them die. I mean, people lose their family members and shit to bad things all the time and you're just gonna have to be another one of those those people okay it's, and like you can lie i mean if someone asks you like oh why didn't you save them you just be like there's no chance i tried you know could you live with that <clears throat> well i mean at least you're living right okay hey man just, so your tip is to not try <laughs> no it's not not try don't, it's don't be a hero family and friends well, you're, right? not, you're not actively <laughs> sacrificing them but you're not the hero, you know? Okay. You're just going to, you know, they're lost. Right? I would say take. I would say be the hero. In most horror movies, the, the hero survives. No. no. A lot of people like go, will go back in to like, but we got to go get Fluffy. Their dog is, is in there, and then they get fucking slaughtered or something. And because he's so he or she is so righteous, Actually, no. The hero, is, the hero is never righteous. The hero always dies. The yeah. unlikely hero survives. The unlikely hero is usually the purest person. That's usually the girl. But the hero is usually like the dude she falls in love with and then he dies. Yeah, but don't be yeah, don't be the, um, the hero. I guess uh, uh, yeah, that's a good tip. Um don't hang out with the people you're you're currently with. Be a loner. Like <laughs> like for life to prepare? No, like you know, like you see all these people like they plan in, they're like, Okay, we're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. 
And I'm D- gonna be like, I'll be right back, and I'll dip set. Just leave, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I think like no matter how out of shape you are, like you can run for a long time in a situation yeah. like that. Um. Especially me. <laughs> how far do you think you're gonna run? Till I die. I just like I think your adrenaline would would keep the the blood pumping. I feel like you'd faint. Your heart would stop. Maybe. Okay. Harvey, you have one? Um, Harvey's probably been yeah, thinking about this shit for years. Yeah. Um, I say that's tip one. Think about it for years. Yeah. That's <laughs> tip one. Be Step prepared. One. <laughs> Expect the unknown. Tip two. Uh, don't be black. Yeah. That's your, is that your first yeah, That's actually my tip, yeah. Um, but actually, way, I watched a horror movie. That's high in their control. This is, this is a two-part tip, this, uh, two-part tip thing. Uh, the first tip is don't be black. In the unlikelihood that you are black. Um, <laughs> unlikely? <laughs> it's not that unlikely. What you should do is um, you you weaponize yourself. You um, They're always unprepared for these things, and they're always... Um, Getting taken out by surprise. I mean, like the the black characters are always uh, completely oblivious to the situation for some reason. So the first step is to weaponize yourself. If there if there's some uh, dysfunction going on or some confusion, uh, if your friends start missing, uh, just grab grab a weapon, get on high alert. Get, get um, on high alert. You sound like the president, like trying to <laughs> declare a state of emergency. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, that's that's the that's the that's the end of my two. Well, I'm glad. I mean, I, I, I guess I don't have to worry about that tip. My privilege. Yeah, I'm only shining there. through. Looks like I'll be okay. As long as I, for one, what was your tip, Sean? Can you name some some horror movies where the black guy lives to the end? Get out. I don't watch. <laughs> Damn, spoiler alert. Is it? I'm <laughs> just kidding. I mean. I I honestly don't watch enough horror movies to even fucking have a basic count in my head. Yeah, I can't remember one where the black guy dies. Really? Yeah, I, mean, I don't remember. Name a horror movie. I actually saw one. Not uh, all horror movies. I have saw black one a couple people. weeks ago where the movie starts with a black guy dying off a roof. Which I one saw. is that? <laughs> it was a movie where they played like, a game. Let's go ahead and get this out the way. It was the movie that Emily and I reviewed when she was here. I can't remember the name. Oh. Yes, <laughs> the movie starts with some black guy on a roof, and like some white girl is downstairs, and she's like, "Don't do it!" And he's like, "It's the only way!" And he jumps off the roof. Only way for what? It was a game where it's um, oh, they have to follow these rules of the game. The fucking the, the da- midnight the dare man movie. No, it's called the midnight man. Oh. That's what it's called. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, that sounds like a lot, lot like the the dare, the dare movie. Oh no, no, I didn't watch that. Truth oh wait, or, did you see that movie? I didn't see that movie. No, that is the movie. Truth or Dare? Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh shit! So yeah. I was like, "What the fuck is the Midnight Man?" <laughs> no, it's not the the Midnight Man was where they're playing. The kids are playing the game. But yeah, the, damn, I forgot I watched that movie. I watched Truth or Dare two weeks ago. <laughs> the movie starts with a black guy dying in the '80s. Uh, how how was it? Was it a good movie? Terrible. It was, dude. Yeah. It was one of the most brutal Tappy, movies Tappy to get through. Too. She told me it was terrible. Right, Tappy? Remember, black guy dies in the beginning. Do we have any more tips? <laughs> oh yeah, I have one more tip. I would say like don't hesitate. Just grab some gasoline and light everything on fire. I've thought about that too a lot. Just like, fucking blaze it. Because th- that's my attitude for 
for life, really. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I can't have anything, no one. Yeah. If I don't get to live, no one gets to live. Like, that's how I would feel. But not like only that. that, you're you're asserting your dominance to the killer. Yeah, and it's like, like do like, it early on. Don't wait for like the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Another tip I would say: don't be afraid to call the police, even if, you, if nothing's really going on. Just yeah, to, yeah. Some people are like, oh, it, yeah. some people are unsure if it's serious enough. You have to call right. the police. Um, but then you risk embarrassing yourself in front of the police. There's nothing here. Yada yada. Yeah, yada. but you're you're safe. Better safe than sorry. Are you though? They're Second like thing, they leave. Though, How many times have we seen that in horror movies? Uh, maybe. Where the police come and they're like, there's nothing here. Then they get murked. Yeah, or on the yeah, way yeah. Back. <laughs> they find out the hard way. Don't be afraid to kill the people you're with. <laughs> Wait, what? Self-preservation. Like as I mentioned, what you, what you, like that's for, a, that's counter that's counterproductive. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> exert. Well, a mine lot is of, like and, I said, it's a selfish point of view. And also, how do I live? <laughs> they would they, like the killer would have no one else to kill, and then they immediately go to you. At yeah, least I if think you keep you your friends this, alive, yeah. they, he has to kill all of them before he can kill you. Like the slowest ones. Yeah, me, basically. That's funny. You know, we're talking about these tropes, and they always have those stupid. Uh, those what are they Geico commercials now? The horror movies. Yeah. They're like, let's hide in the barn with chainsaws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> They're just sitting there like gossiping dang with dangling chainsaws. <laughs> pretty funny. Um, pretty good. Would you sleep? I'll try to sleep through the whole thing. <laughs> like in a bush. Yeah. Like because he I can't just wake up. Like oh shit, what happened? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could either die in your sleep or wake up alive. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you get stabbed in the head while you're sleeping, you wouldn't know, right? Mm. <laughs> We're gonna have to consult some scientists on that. I feel like you'd, you'd get it would hurt a little like, bit. I feel like your your death wouldn't be immediate. Maybe, Maybe. I don't they know. hit the, the well, brain. It shuts right down way. every nerve or some shit. Who knows? I think uh, I don't know. I think I'd try. I, I would like we all die. Yeah, I would. I would. I would live. You would be the killer. You have a jumper on right now. <laughs> I wish you were wearing nothing under it. And yeah. You just had a chainsaw. <laughs> chainsaw. Yeah. Well, I so mean, you, I think you, that's legit, you legit think you'd survive? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I would. I leave. think in some movies, yeah. Yeah, maybe. It, w- yeah, I think I, I think I would survive. Do you think? Okay, let me throw out some movies. Okay. Do you think you would survive Deep Blue Sea? Oh wait, that's a movie where a black guy lives. Black guy doesn't live in deep. Oh yeah, he does. L. Cool J. L. Cool J. does live in. There. I don't even remember. To Thomas Jane lived too. Yeah, I think. The hot chick uh, died. I don't know anything with water. I think I'm pretty much fucked. Yeah, because there's a scene where I'm, they I'm held their afraid. breath for like three minutes. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> to just go through the like, session. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would die 30, 30 seconds in. I wouldn't be as brave, and I think that would lead to my demise. Yeah, mm-hmm. water is one of those things where it's like you're totally out of your element. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if I'm in my element, you know. I'm right in there. Okay. So I used to, I used to be really good at running from. Show my going for you on the condo. Would you survive? Yeah. I feel like I died of like. You got to think about all the people in that movie that are super stubborn and hell bent on like. Oh, wait, that's, for some reason. Being, is that another movie a black guy lives? Ice Cube. Yeah, he lives. Does he live in that movie? Yeah. All right, we're we're shattering your trope there. <laughs> Looks and like. a Puerto Rican lived. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, with Anaconda, I'm I'm pretty sure I'd survive. I feel like I'd faint and never wake up because I'm afraid. By of the time I could even like get one look at the snake, I'd already be on a plane to mm-hmm. another continent. Right. Okay. Another. Like, l- aren't they l- in that one. movie searching for it though? Like they want to be killed. But by then it? they then they start stalking them. Right. Yeah. But Did like, get out. Didn't uh, Angelina Jolie's dad have a weird accent in that movie? 
<laughs> yeah, he's like an old man playing some foreigners or like a Bowie guy, like one of those Bowie guys or whatever. What do you mean? Like a Cajun guy? Yeah. I don't, think he, I don't think he was Cajun. I don't know what he was, but he had a really weird. It was like a, it wasn't an American accent. I don't think. Uh-huh. It was a weird accent though. Uh-huh. Okay. I got one for you, Harvey. The Love Witch. No. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might, I might die, but. Harvey has yeah, no survival tips when it comes to wait, seduction. Wait. I would die. If it's a woman killer, yeah, you're screwed, dude. <laughs> He's like, I can change her. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, I think that's enough to we, we at least get enough. you through the first one, but not the sequel. Yeah, you'd be dead. Yeah, you're going to die in the sequel for sure. Um, So you lost the game. So you yeah. signed me or Harvey a movie. Ooh, I feel yeah. like we should call Steve out just to play the game. Should we? Nah. He's here. Nah. You don't think that would be a good idea? Just uh, to keep things even? That's a weird transition. <laughs> oh, I'll make it work. It's up to you. Hey, Steve, come play the game. Steve, get out here. Steve, want to play the game? Yeah, okay. Celebrity, okay. <laughs> All right. So we got Steve to come out reluctantly. Okay. It's actually a lot easier than I thought it was. I feel like he had his ears waited at the <laughs> door. Like, I hope they asked. All right, so Steve's going to roll. He got a five. That's not looking good. All right. <laughs> we'll text you what movie you got to watch. All right, Harvey, roll. Wait, I roll? Oh, wait, we can't text him. He lost his phone. Oh, yeah, I guess you'll get it on your laptop. A three. Oh, it doesn't matter. You didn't lose. Well, I lost. I got a three. Oh, boy. How could... Just uh, get a one or two. I got a three. Whoa. Oh, roll it's off. a roll off. Roll off. Roll off. All right, you I'm going to roll Steve. again. Here we go. 11. That was I a won. shitty roll. <laughs> I rolled twice. Five. Harvey. Wait, Steve got a five. It doesn't matter. Well, no, it doesn't matter because oh, yeah. I got a three. Yeah. All right, Harvey. As you know, I grew up a little bit with some knowledge about truck driving. My dad drove trucks. I've been on the road. and I'm a highway boy at heart. Which is why I love the movie Convoy. I never seen it. Oh, Convoy with uh, Chris Christopherson. Convoy with Chris Christopherson, which he came up when I was talking about the stars born from the seventies, and I hate his name, but uh, yeah, this movie I felt like so Smoking the Bandit was like corny and like comedic at the time. I thought this movie was the more serious uh, version of that. Um, and it's not like smoking the band. It's not one guy running from anything. It's lots of people running away from uh, from people. And it's actually pretty cool. And I think um, there's a lot of cool like trucking culture in there. CB radios and beautiful landscapes of them driving and stuff. And yeah, man. Let me know if it holds up because I don't remember. Uh, when's the last time you saw it? Probably like eight to ten years ago. All right. I guess we'll see. Maybe more. I might have been in high school, actually. So maybe like 16, 17 years old. You're giving me a high school movie? I fucking loved it. I love the song in it. Because we got a little convoy rocking through the night. Country song. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man, you're going to love it. It starts with a bar fight. And that's all I'll say. That's always good. Yeah. Cool. You guys got any... Uh, closing thoughts about any of the stuff discussed on this here show yeah please follow me on uh, myspace and uh, soundcloud please wow 
He just released a new rapper. track. Yeah, really smash that uh, like and subscribe. Yeah, make sure to like, subscribe, connect with, with the show on uh, social media. We got Instagram, do the right underscore podcast. We got Facebook, um, Twitter. We also have a website where you can actually just scroll through all of our our episodes if you want to listen that way. And we also have a, an email submission form if you want to tell us why we're wrong about certain things or fill us in on something that you think we should watch or if you have topic suggestions we always take those as well yeah hopefully also midweek we'll post what we're going to be reviewing yeah nail that down yeah yeah of course get on probably on instagram um so yeah make sure to follow us on instagram i think more quicker content will be coming on there yes yes maybe we'll find some um um straight to video trash that Mm, we missed maybe but yeah, uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoyed the episode. That always helps us uh, get in the rotation there in the search engine. Um, and I hope you enjoyed the show. And I hope you enjoyed our tips on how to get out of uh, dying in a horror movie. It's really important stuff. Yes. Because, I mean, he... God, people in horror movies are stupid. They are. Man, are they stupid. They just they care too much about like their children and shit. It just makes no sense to me. Um, that's it for me, though. All right, that's it for me, too. Um, I think Steve told me something. I think he he, he told us we needed a catchphrase. I'll forgive